Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. So let's talk about today. What about today? Well, it was a different kind of day. Was it? Well, for first time in a while, you were in the bedroom and I was in the living room because I had those um, podcast launch meetings today. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. I didn't want to be rude and talk on the phone out here while you were on your podcast meeting. And then we kind of, I don't know, we did a whole bunch of interesting things today. We went to a weird Costco. What a weird time of day. Yeah, it was okay, though. People weren't as rude as... And we bought 10,000 baby wipes. <laughs> I will never need baby wipes again. Literally not even once. I told that to Alyssa. 10,000 baby wipes. You know, what's interesting is the last <coughs> couple of days, I've been able to get the kids out of here on time. Have you? Which means I've been able to get Mitchell. In, I can go in the driveway of the school. Because it's not packed with morons. Right. But it's taught me a thing or two about entitled people. Oh, you mean like that lady? Not today, because I wasn't with you today, but yesterday, who was like honking because people, she was in the wrong lane and people wouldn't let her in. And then when she got into the school, she pulled into the wrong lane again so she could scoot up to the front of the line. And then she was honking to let, for people to let her over. And then she almost caused an accident pulling back out of that lane. Exactly, because she's entitled, and everyone else should just bow down and let her do whatever she wants to do. If she would have honked one more time and you would have unlocked the door, I'd have been out of the car and yelling at her. Well, that's the thing, though. Is there something about people that makes them think that all they have to do is honk the horn, and then then suddenly, well, you they honked the horn, so I guess that's all we need to worry about is they honk the horn, I'll let them in. It doesn't make any sense to me. And, and I... It blows my mind how people act that way, but it, it does come back. I, I'm sorry. When when David Green used to say what he used to say, and I'll repeat it in a second, and I've said it on other episodes. But when he used to say what he used to say, I would think that's very cynical. Well, it is cynical. And his comment it's was, true. "You can count. You can always count on people for one thing and one thing only." Now, before I say what it is, he doesn't mean that people will only do this one thing. What he's saying is, if you want to count on something, when people say count on something, they mean you want to know that that for sure is going to happen. So if you want to know the one thing that you can always count on from people, in his mind, it's for them to think about themselves, to be selfish. And I'm sorry, but as I... It's kind of like the whole first things first, second things never comment. At the time when I heard it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me and it cracked me up. But then over the years, as I've thought about it, it, it makes all the sense in the world. Well, this is starting to make all the sense in the world because why do you think that lady's honking the horn? She drove down the wrong lane. It wasn't a mistake. She did it on purpose. Yeah, because she, she wanted to, to get to the, the like, she want, Exactly. She wanted to get to the front. And then she further proves that by getting into the line, which then is backed up all the way to the curve. And she decides, oh, I'm going to cut out of here and I'm going to go up to the front because I deserve to be at the front. Oh, she was Selfish. Awful. It's not, you know, let's face it. That person that was in the front 
more than likely stayed in that whole line. And it took them a good five, six minutes to get to the front of the line. And she, she thinks she should be able to just cruise around, go to the front, and cut in. She's quite literally this queen of that school. It's it's mind boggling, and it happens everywhere. Do you remember? Do you remember when we went to pick up Mitchell one time, and we we're parked there, and you hear this thud, oh. and I get out of the car to figure out what the thud is, and some lady comes around the corner in an SUV and says that uh, my car hit her car. Well, you were parked; she was driving, and I was so parked, and she was driving. So who hit whom? Well, she'd hit your car enough. That it took the mirror off of her SUV and left a big giant scuff mark down the side of your car. But it was your fault. Yeah. Because you were parked. Yeah, it was... I don't know. She reported to her insurance as your fault. Yes. And of course they said it was ridiculous. But that's my whole point. It's like, selfish. It couldn't possibly be her fault. She She can't comprehend that. And just like this lady going down the wrong pathway... At school, she can't comprehend that that's the wrong pathway at school. Well, you know what? I understand when it's the very beginning of the school year, and there's the people who get into the wrong lane before they pull into the school, and then they get into the wrong lane when they pull into the school. They don't know what's going on. I get it. But it's freaking February. Well, but what about way, way back at the beginning of doing this podcast, when... We were at the Chase Bank. And that dude and that dude waited in line in front of us. He got helped. And then because he had already been helped, he thought he was entitled to push back in front of you to ask a question. Yeah. And to be physical about it, no less. Yeah. Now, you know If I wouldn't wouldn't have been so surprised by that, that guy would have gotten a giant. Well exactly. And you know, she couldn't the, believe somebody the thing me. is, people, like this whole Me Too situation, you know, that's going on, it exemplifies a lot of things. Some people get away with murder because other people don't feel comfortable saying anything about it. Right. And, you know, let's be real. There are certain situations, in my opinion, where the people deserve it if you're rude to them. If you're rude right back, they probably deserved it. But in most cases, all we would simply expect to have to do is say excuse me but i was here first or excuse me but the sign says you get in this line and you and you travel up and it's not like it's not like the school hasn't set out memo after memo after memo after memo after memo telling supposed intelligent adults how to drop their kids off at school and yet they can't do it how about the ones that are in the freaking traffic lane And just stop, and the kid opens the door and gets out in the middle of traffic. Now, what would happen? Think about this. Remember the comment I told you when I was driving down Ball, and I was near that, like, temple that's over there? Yeah. And the person quickly cut to the right lane because they thought they were going to get to the Starbucks entrance faster. So they cut to the right lane, and they zoomed along, and a car T-boned them coming out of the... Yep. Or they T-boned a car coming out of the parking lot? Well, what would happen... If a car was going into the right lane to turn right up there on the corner and their kid steps out right in front of that moving car. Or like that day where you were in the turn lane and, or you were trying to get into the turn lane and the person right in front of you, their kid gets out of the car. And if you wouldn't have been paying attention, you'd have smushed their kid. And, and that's the thing. Nobody thinks about what anyone else is going to have happen to them. 
I mean, how traumatized would someone be hitting a kid getting out of a car? Well, and how traumatized would you be if your kid gets hit getting out of the car? Like, exactly. there's just a lot of trauma there. Why would you? Why would you take that chance? It's just I don't know. They, they it's like they don't think. I I don't really honestly don't think that they think. It's like, well, but it's like, like I said to you. Remember when we when we were talking about the people at po- at Costco and how they're oblivious to where they're standing, but they are standing there. And then the other day. I think I don't think we were at Costco, but we were somewhere, and that oh, man was kind of Costco. Was it? And that man was just kind of standing there, and yeah, it was. That's right. It was when we he were was getting in the food. food line, it was when we were and getting then he food was inside. Yeah, and then he was at the checkout, and he was he was standing there and at the food, and he was at the front of the line, and the girl kept saying, "Excuse me, sir, sir, sir." He was so busy staring up at the sign that he was oblivious to the fact. That the lady was saying, sir, sir, sir. She's talking right to him. He doesn't hear her because he's oblivious. Then we have to take a second and give a special shout out to the other prick we saw at Costco. Who decided he was more important than everybody else in the line trying to leave. Cuts around people. Cuts in front of one lady. Then cuts over to the other (laughs) line. Nails some other woman in the Achilles heel with his freaking car. And doesn't even apologize. I am so surprised that woman didn't turn around and, like, cuss him out. She looked like, you know how you size up people? Well, she looked like the type that would, too. Right. I was impressed that she didn't, but yeah, she so showed, disappointed. She showed some major restraint. That's for darn sure. We made the lady in front of us laugh that day, though, making fun of him. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was kind of funny. Oh, the worst. Why, 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 why do certain people think that it is their, like, I don't know. Pope given right because Pope is my word. There's of the that week. word this week. Pope given right to cut in front of other people and then nail them in the heel with their shopping cart and not apologize. What died and gave you the supreme Pope hat of the world? Well, but picture this, okay? Because typically I'm okay with like if there's a chaos situation and people are crissy crossing each other and whatever. I'm okay with someone picking whichever path they think is the best for them. I'm okay with that. Right. But in every chaos situation, like when you think about, the best way I can, ex- can describe it to you is like Disneyland, but instead of using Disneyland, since a lot of people haven't been there, any kind of amusement park. Okay. There's all kinds of people walking all over the place, and these people want to go to the left and see this, uh, uh, this attraction, and those people want to go to the right and see that attraction, and those people want to keep walking straight. And people are crisscrossing one another. As long as they're paying attention, I have zero problem with that. Because eventually you get to the attraction and there's an organized line. And sometimes there's two lines. One that goes to the left and one that goes to the right. And they split the line into half because they have two entrances. Or like roller coasters. Or like roller coasters. There's a back and there's a front and there's a middle. Sometimes so there's three lines. Right. But the point is, once you get into those lines... You need to make a choice. Am I getting into the front, the middle, or the back? And once you make that choice, you damn well stick to that choice. You don't duck under the railing or whatever it is that's there and decide to go in another line. And then, oh, halfway through, oh, I'm going to go over here because there you go. There's entitlement again. I was already in the line, so I'm entitled to get out of it and get back into it if I want to. Well, going back to the Costco dude, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with switching lines when you're at Costco. But make sure you're not cutting in front of somebody but that, else. But that's where I was headed with this. Exactly. If you take that guy from Costco, you're walking from where the cash registers are. 
and people are crisscrossing. Right. And they're all over the place. It's bedlam. And then you get to about halfway through the customer service desk, like and people split set, yeah. people split into two lines, a left line Pretty and a right line. One. And then there's an employee standing on either side checking receipts. He went into the right line and then decided he didn't like the right line and immediately he didn't go behind us because we were the last people. He cut in front of the lady in front of us. Now remember something. He was behind me, went around me, and went to the right. Then chose to cut in front of the lady, two people in front of us. Then when the line on our side stopped moving, he cut back into the other line because, hey, he has an entitlement to be there because he was there once already. And that's just fucked up logic. It's wrong. I feel like he's lucky he hit a nice person's heel. He really is. Not like mine. Because you know I don't react well to things like that. Well, that could have ended not well, too. She could have gotten seriously injured. But, you it know, freaking hurts to get hit there, especially with a shopping cart. I want to take us down another path real quick. Okay. You're talking about the Pope. Well, the <laughs> other night we talked about the Pope of, of um, all websites, right? Pope of all websites. The dumbass of all dumbasses. Well, <laughs> i kind of been keeping an eye on the situation just because, to be honest with you, I don't want to hear, we have some mutual friends, and I don't want to hear from the mutual friends about how I effed him over, and right. um, I sabotaged this, and I sabotaged that, okay? I did exactly what I said I was going to do, and then I got bad-mouthed and told that I was purposely letting the person dangle, and that I was probably laughing at them. Like, he thought it was this whole joke for me, and... I had had enough, and so I told him, by the end of the afternoon, you will have all of your websites zipped up and ready to go, and you can then set them up anywhere you would like. And sure enough, and I promised him that at at midnight Eastern time, on the 30th, which was, what, Tuesday, right? I would shut off his sites. Now, what did I do? That afternoon that I promised him his files, I sent him an email from three different email addresses to make sure he got it. So he got three emails from me with the link. Then at 9.01 on the 30th, I shut off the sites. Yeah, you did. And then what I've noticed since then, you know, now remember, he's the Pope of all website building. He knows everything more than anyone else. He's the expert. So far, I've noticed that he created a Wix site first for one of his sites then, all of a sudden today, ditched it for a websites.com place. And I'm noticing a, a pattern here. Like, I understand that not everybody has all the money in the world. And not everybody can afford to have a web developer. But then, offer, in my opinion, offer something back in return. So, like, me. If, if I can't afford something that someone else is offering... And they are willing to give it to me free of charge. I'm going to give them something back in return. Oh, your mother needs a WordPress website for her new crocheting business? Great. Have her call me. It's free of charge. You know why? Because they gave me something for free. I'm going to give something back for free. Well, it's like you built you built the website and we built all the social media for our friend. You, you did all of it for free. And she... I don't feel, I've never felt at any given minute that she took that for granted or didn't appreciate the help. No, absolutely. 
100% without a doubt, it was appreciated. And it's the exact same situation where you built and hosted said website and asked for nothing in return. One person appreciates it, and the other person just throws accusations. But what I want to kind of poke fun at is these people are such experts, and, you know, the wife is such a wizard. A wizard. That... They couldn't put the website up properly the first time around using Wix. Something that, I'm sorry, I could teach Yogi, our dog, how to build a Wix site (laughs) in about 10 minutes. Isn't Wix just drag and drop? Yes. (laughs) It is not difficult. I don't think it's the greatest free website builder thing that's out there. I really seriously don't. But it's not complicated. But it's not complicated. But like we said... They were, they were stressing out about how to copy stuff. I don't understand why they changed their domain pointer. I mean, if you're such an expert, why don't you leave the other domain up and leave yours in development mode, your new one, and copy and paste all the content? That little site was about, maybe had 12 blog posts and like six pages. It would have taken you and I an hour total combined effort to copy all the content ourselves from the screen. And yeah, formatting wouldn't have been perfect. Not all the links would have been there. But that's easy stuff to figure out because remember, it only takes an hour. So now you have like three more days. Like I like I said to him when he said, oh, I would have given you more time. Look, you got – it takes an hour to get your site situated. An hour. You've got 60 hours to do it. Why are you complaining? I'm honestly surprised that I was wrong and you never got a message from his wife. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised. But that could still happen. It could, but I thought it would have happened by now. But I'm just, I'm just what I'm getting at is it kind of goes back to that you can count on people to do one thing. That I, I want people to understand that I am staying on topic for once in my life. <laughs> I'm terrible about staying on topic. But you guys seem to like it, so that's okay. But here's the thing. He was selfish. He was yes. selfish. I mean, when we had the argument about sports, he refused to apologize. Yeah, you had to apologize. And well, and I had to tell him, like, well, you know, let's just let bygones be bygones, that kind of thing. And it's like, why? Why do I bend over backwards for people and constantly get for people who you know, treat you like garbage. screwed over like that when there's people like our good friend who, quite honestly, I was finally able to say tonight what I've, what I've wanted to say for a while, which is, Stop making yourself less than other people. When right. when when you say to her, "Hey, you know, oh, you're busy. Well, don't worry about your dog. We have a key to your place. We'll walk your dog." And you're told, "Oh, no, 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 no. I'll figure it out. That's an inconvenience. That's a real inconvenience for you." That's that person making themselves less important than you. And I feel like she's learning this. It sounds like from tonight's conversation it was a really good dinner, by the way. Um, it sounds like she's learning that when someone offers to do something for you who you know isn't doing it for an ulterior motive, who has proven to you time and time again that they're just a friend and they want to help another friend. Right. When they offer to do that, it's because they want to help you, not because they feel like they have to help you, not because they feel like, oh, if I don't do it, then they won't be my friend. No ulterior motive at all. Just you need help. We want to give you help. Right. I feel as though people, she's finally realizing that that's the situation because like even dinner tonight, 
normal times, she would have said, oh, no, if it's, if it's family dinner, I don't want to impose. Well, your family. So how is it an imp- imposition? I think I think she's finally starting to to accept that we consider her family. Well, and I'll tell you something. You know, <laughs> I had my fears about this gentleman that she's seen, her friend, since that's what she wants me to call him. Uh-huh. I had my fears about him, and I made them known to her. But I will say. That he has turned out so far to be really good for her. He's very supportive. Um, she showed me a message where she told him that she was out to dinner with us. And he said that he'd like to get in on that sometime to tell us how nice we've been. I mean, he's giving her all of the things she should have had in a relationship all these years. He's giving them to her. And, you know, I thought about something. And, you know, without I don't want to say anything. But, like, when people... When people go through rough times in their life and they come out on the other side. Yeah. And I'm not going to say unscathed because that isn't what happens. But when they come out on the other side, it's almost like they gain a new understanding of how to relate to people. And they learn to give people what they themselves would want from other people. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. So, like, if I have trouble financially... Uh And someone helps me out. Well, what it's going to teach me is that going down the road, I want to be like that person that helped me out. I want to be willing to help people regardless of the situation. Yeah. And I mean, like, like, I'm honestly that person that if one of our friends called and said, oh, my gosh, I'm in uh, Barstow and my car broke down and there's nobody all my friends are in Colorado and they won't be back until whenever. And it's gonna, and I don't have money to take transportation back. Could you come and pick me up? Dude, that's like a five-hour round-trip drive. But you could call me at 1 in the morning and you can bet that by 3.30 I'd be pulling in the parking lot of wherever you were to pick your ass up and bring you home. Because that's the type of person that I have always been. My mom taught me this, you know. When I was, I can remember being in junior high and we had a neighbor and he was a high school teacher and he was a, he had a woman's name and I can't remember what his name was at this point. He had like a female name for a man, something like that, you know, but it wasn't that. But anyway, he was a super nice guy and we would have conversations. He taught me about a lot of things and honestly, he's the one who taught me even way back then. Don't believe everything everyone tells you. Check it out for yourself. The only way you can trust that the information you have is accurate is you've got to check it out for yourself. And he was an English teacher. He taught right. English. And so he taught people how to do research. And he had a real love for classical music. And he taught me a lot about classical music. Well, one of the things that my mom would always say is, like, we had this single woman who was, like, our next-door neighbor. And she was probably, you know, I was, like, 14. She was probably, like, 23 but she seemed so old to me you know because i was 14 and there's this older lady but my mom would say hey you know what's her name is trying to carry groceries in why don't you run outside and offer to help her right and she instilled into me that that's how you treat people and it baffles me when people aren't willing to help other people especially with simple things like that well yeah because honestly the two and a half hour drive to Barstow and back. That's an extreme example. That's a big thing for people. 
Right. But I still don't see why people don't do it because to me it's not that big of a thing. It is. Well, like, it is what it is. Taking a friend to the airport when they need a ride, no big deal. Yeah, I mean it's happy just happy to do it. It's just you know like 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 Rich he yeah. wants to go to the airport on Sunday, and the only thing I mean I was I'm learning not. I mean we've had this conversation about other things, and I, I don't remember at this point. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on this, but remember when we were talking about I've learned like. Not to just bend over backwards for everybody because you ultimately end up getting screwed over. We were talking about that because of the public. Ah, process. thank you. That's what it was. You're right. I'm learning now to like stand my ground and, and adhere to my boundaries. Right. I think that's been a problem with me in my life that I've let people cross my boundaries where they shouldn't. And I've allowed it. Okay. Okay. Well, when he called me. When he texted me and said, hey, you know, are you available to take me to the airport on Sunday? Right. My first comment was, that's Super Bowl Sunday. So in the afternoon, I am busy. Right. So I won't be able to. Now, I know in a way that sounds like you're not being a good friend. But what it really is, is I have the kids. I have you. And I have plans with you guys to watch the Super Bowl. It may not be a big deal. But you notice, like they stay out here and watch with us. Like they don't just—they don't just boogie. They don't just boogie away. You know what I'm saying? Like they're here, and (coughs) and you're coughing a lot tonight. Are you okay? Cats. Uh, Did you miss your allergy pill today? Probably, but I've moved my medication back into the bedroom where I will remember to take it now. So anyway, I I told him that, and I was like, "So what time's it going to be?" And he sent me like his itinerary, and it's like a. Seven in the morning or something. So I got to get up but ugly early in the morning. But let's face it, I'm up that time up most of the time. I'm up that time most of the time anyway. So who cares? So and even if I wasn't, so I'd set an alarm and I'd get up because right. you know what? It's a friend, and he's the and this is the thing we talked about. He's another one. Like when I was telling Deborah tonight, like I can only count so many people, people, you know, that I really can call good friends, and that guy is one of them. Right, I he get and it. His fiance, you know, they're they're the kind of people that will bend over backwards for you and will do whatever it is that you need done for That's how you. How I feel about Katie? Yeah, I agree with you. She's offered to kick all the asses for me. Well, I agree with you. You know, I can see that, and I think it's so nice to have people in your life who you know they have your back, and you know that that you have their back. Right. And they know you have their back. Right. It's. It's huge because it's comfortable. It's, it's, I don't know. It just feels right to treat people that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think, I think that, um, he understood and appreciated that I, I, I believe that he understood and appreciated that I was basically saying, well, I have plans this time of the day, but any other time of the day I can take it. Right. And then he says, how much will you charge me? I was like, I'm not going to charge you anything. Taking a friend. And then he says to me, well, but I'm going to make sure to give you gas money. All right, so what do we have here? We have a guy who's who's willing to say, hey, it's Super Bowl, so if I'm leaving at Super Bowl, I understand you can't take me. Okay? Not going to give me trouble for that. Not to try to guilt me into it. Nothing. He was going to respect that. But he's not going at that time. He's going early now. So then... Does he just take for granted that, oh, it's my friend and he's just going to take me to the airport? No, he asks me, how much will I charge him? Well, that one took me by surprise because I'm like, how much will I charge him? 
would someone actually answer with an amount? Like, seriously, what would someone say to that? That's, I don't understand. But clearly, in his experience, I get to know this guy really well. He would not have asked that question if he hasn't experienced it before. Like, he just wouldn't. You should have told him it would cost a um, venti cold brew from Starbucks. Yeah. No gas money, just a coffee. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> then, he's, then he says, well, but I'm going to give you gas money. Well, there you go. He's not going to try to take advantage of the situation. And he always does this. Anytime I've taken him to the airport or picked him up from the airport, the guy hands me 20 bucks for gas every right. single time. Right. Well, and, like and it's appreciated. Done, other stuff you've done for him that, and them, there's always gas. It's always appreciated, too. Yep. Like, it's to the point that you, you look at it and you say, yeah, true, real friend. Yep. yep. And, like, even you. tonight, one thing I found amazing, this one did amaze me. When I was asked that I needed any help paying the bill, and uh-huh. I said no, I got zero pushback. And yeah. I like it that way because, again, we're good enough friends. We're such good friends is a better way to put it. That I would have zero problem saying, yeah, I need 20 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever. I would have zero problem with that. So when I say, in answer to, do you need help with that? When I say no... The answer is no. I don't need help with that. Well, she drove. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and it comes down to... There was her contribution. Well, like, another point of her trying not to take advantage. She didn't want to partake of the food we were eating. She wanted to get something small on on the side because she didn't want to waste the gift certificate that we found on the ground. That's when we started having the conversation. But your family... Well, and it changed, but okay, but that's my point. Like, it's a completely different attitude. It's almost like seeing how this man treats her Yeah, has made her realize, yeah, I'm entitled, not the nasty kind of entitlement, but I'm entitled to get treated nicely once in a while. To be respected. Respect. That's the key. We've talked about that on this podcast before. Yep. That's the key to our relationship, mutual respect. We have a huge age difference by most people's standards. Like, some people freak out with 10 years, okay? Uh Other people are like, 20 years? Are you kidding me? Okay? We have 26 years. That's almost three decades. When you think about it, that's a big age gap. But but 99% 99 (laughs) of the time, I don't even think about the age difference. And I don't either. And I think that's what makes it work for us is that we treat each other like equals. We don't treat each other like, oh, I'm older than you, so I know better. You mean because we're both adults? Right. And what's interesting is there's been times where you'll say to me, well, you have more experience with that. What would you do? And then I'll answer you. But then there's other things that I'll say to you. I, I should know how to do this. But I haven't had to touch this. I've had people do this for me all along, so I've never had to touch it. How do I do this? And then you tell me, oh, just go here, go there, do this, do that, click this, click that. Right. We work together, and we're, you know, you're not afraid to ask me. different skill sets. And you're not afraid to ask me questions, and I'm not afraid to ask you questions. And we know we can learn from each other, and we have respect for each other. And that's why, like, I feel like when we have conversations now, I used to feel like i have to clarify things but now when we have conversations if i say to you yeah you know deborah's the only person i would trust with that information i know i don't have to say oh but not not you i don't mean you because i've already told you the information so in a sense 
we would both have to be morons to think that I was trying to hide the information from you. <laughs> you because I told you and me because I told you. Right. Either way. So, I don't know. I feel like we've gotten to a point where we just meld together and it just works. I concur. It just works. So, that's kind of exciting. Do you want to know what's not exciting? What? Our downstairs neighbors have started using their heat again. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a million degrees. In- I mean, we're now back to what we used to have to do. It gets hot. You turn on the air conditioner. Then it gets cold. You got to turn it off. Then after a little while, it gets hot. And you got to turn it back on. Then turn it off. But it only takes like five minutes. Yeah. It's better than a fan, too. It's not as noisy in the end because you can turn it off more. But yeah, that's back again. And the, two, and the poor kids, they were sitting out here, and I could tell they were sweltering. They didn't turn the air conditioning on. Like, you got to turn the air conditioning on, guys. Just, you know, you don't have to leave it on for hours. It's, it's there. But put it on for 20 Everyone minutes, used. half an hour, and then turn it <laughs> off, you know? It works much better with this new couch. I know that sounds weird, guys, but our old couch was, we told you, it was the Huge. Sherman tank of sectionals, and it it was bigly. And we're not talking about the seating area. The seating area is the same as this couch. Like, literally, we can probably fit more people on this couch than that couch. It has one more butt space. And this yet, has one more butt space. And yet, the other couch went out so far because the frame and the outer part of it was so big that it covered half the air conditioner. Now, the air conditioner is not covered at all. And what's funny about it, it works 10 million times better than it worked before. Right, because it doesn't have to overcome the gargantuan couch it goes straight out and into the dining room it was nice and cool out there i walked out of our room and i was like i don't think i've ever felt it feel this cool out here this summer we might have to risk traumatizing parker and turn on the yeah (laughs) yeah yeah poor parker he's so cute he's like a little dog but he's a cat he's sleeping on our bed yeah i'm sure speaking of the dog where did he go probably under our bed or gave him his hedgie and he he took off and boogied with his hedgie interesting Yeah. He was a little offended that I turfed him. Poor Alyssa. She ran 32 miles this week. That's a crap load. That's like six miles a day. Plus some. Plus the point two. Yep. <sighs> That's a lot of miles to run. So when I, it was concerning me because she was being real quiet when we were at dinner. And I asked her, are you not feeling good? And she goes, why do you keep asking me that? And I said, you're acting strange. You're not acting yourself. What's wrong? And then she says, nothing's really wrong, Dad. I'm just tired from all the running. Well, okay. Talking about breakthroughs, to me, that was a big breakthrough. Yeah, because she told you what was wrong. She didn't just say, no, nothing's wrong. She told me, mm-hmm. nothing's wrong, but I'm just tired because of all the running. And I don't blame her. So I told her, I said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do this weekend. Whatever you want to do. If you want to stay at home and just be lounging around, then we'll stay home and lounge around. No one cares. If you want to go out somewhere, we'll go out somewhere. No one cares. I also told her that, like, tomorrow we have that soccer game and we have to be there by 9, so we're going to have to leave by, like, 8.20 to make sure that we're on time. And I told her, well, it's not so bad for us. I mean, we'll be long since up. But I told her, you're tired. Sleep in. Don't come. But I also make it a point of letting her know that if you want to come, more than welcome. Yeah, what we'll have to do in the morning is make sure Mitchell doesn't come in and out and in and out and in and out of that bedroom. But you know, but you know that like this weekend is packed with soccer, and the next time we have them, it's State Cup weekend. February is soccer month, for sure. Well, and then there's the possibility 
that in between the next time we have them and the time after that, that we'd have soccer again on a non midget weekend. Four weekends? I believe four to five. Huh. Because there's like, there's the. He said before it. It there's a round robin weekend. Overlap the yes. San Antonio There's the round robin weekend. Then there's the first elimination round of 32. Then 16. Then 8. Then 4. Then 2. No, so but six, four. So hold on. So there's yes. six rounds, but this one and this one are all in. This one and this one are all in one weekend. The four so, and the two. So when you go from round robin down to thirty two down to sixteen, that's all in one weekend. Yes. I thought it was Nope. You play on Saturday, round of thirty two, then you play on Saturday Sunday, round of sixteen. We did it two year three years ago. But last year the whole the whole first weekend was the round robin. Yes, that's what I just said. First weekend is the round robin. Second weekend is the round of thirty two and sixteen. Then it's the round. Then it's the okay. round of eight and four, and then the two is on a separate day. Uh-huh. And the eight and the four is all on the same day. Okay. Round of eight happens on Saturday morning. Round of four happens Saturday afternoon. Oh, and then the round then of two is the on Sunday. The championship Saturday. is on Sunday. Yeah, so it's only three weekends. So it's only three weekends because it's it's the round robin, the eight and the sixteen. I mean, sorry, the sixteen and the thirty-two. That's two weekends. Then the Four and the two and the the eight and four and the one comes down to three weekends. Well, it depends on. I think it also depends on how many teams there are. Yes, we can just look at the league. It doesn't really matter, and I'm sure nobody. But but the point is, it's a minimum of three weekends, maybe four. So that's a lot. Yep. And maybe it's a blessing in disguise that the San Antonio thing fell through because what would happen if we made it moved on? They've been saying that since they announced the San Antonio thing. Would have been bad. Because you realize what that weekend would have been, right? That would have been at least a round of eight. To get that far and then just forfeit because you're in a tournament somewhere, it's probably ridiculous. Yep. But that's the problem with sports. Who knows what really could have happened? I mean, maybe maybe we don't even make it out of the round robin. I highly doubt it, but maybe we don't. You know? So... That's our weekend. And I'm officially exhausted. Like the next month. And hey, um, if the sound sounds better, you can thank our neat little digital recording device. What's it called? It's called uh, a Zoom H4N Pro. Wow. Seems to record quite well in the test that we've done. We'll see how it actually sounds. So we'll see how it actually sounds. Especially when it's edited. Exactly. Oh, hey, I got to put a shout out, okay? There's a group on Facebook called the Podcast Experiment. Okay. And it's run by this guy named Bryant Ulrich. And he did a really cool tutorial today on the group. Now, this is what Facebook groups like this specialized should be about. I even think community groups should be like this. And I'll tell you what I mean. He did a tutorial on the difference between volume and gain, and why people think, that, oh, my microphone's not loud. I can't hear my microphone well enough. Well, you turn up the volume to hear your microphone more. What people do, though, is they turn up the gain, and when they turn up the gain, it starts picking up all the noise around you, and it makes for a shitty podcast. Now, I'll tell you, 
the other mic that we use, the little one for the phone, it doesn't pick you up as well when you're at a distance. And so I have to up the game. But there's 10 spots. I only hit it to four. Uh-huh. If we were using it on a stand and talking right into it, I'd probably put it at a two or a three. Okay, so it's about double what it should be. And it does kind of pick up a little bit of like a shh. But it's such a smooth white noise. I eliminated in the in the post um, production. Uh-huh. I eliminated. It's easy. Um, I'll be interested in seeing what this thing puts out. And then we got it came with two microphones that are lavalier mics that we can attach to our shirt and use. And what's really interesting that I thought of, you know, my really nice Audio Technica mic that I have in there. Uh-huh. Hey, it will plug into that. Okay. Dude, That's cool. it will plug into that. I could go in there without the computer, so zero noise, plug my microphone into that thing, and do my Zoom Media Network shows right on that machine. Well, that's cool. It do- and it only dawned on me like this second that that was the case. Like, that's neat. But anyway, what I was trying to say is I've started to try to do, like, on our community group, a weekly go live. Yeah, you were saying. Because I kind of want people to... See us as human beings. And there's something about a video of a person or seeing their pictures or whatever that kind of wakes them up to the fact that you're a a real live human being. I will be forever alien then. Well, no, because there's pictures of you. They see it every day when I post the nightly rant on the group. They see it. That doesn't mean that I'm not a Martian. And I've been nice. I've been nice, even though it's my group and I could. I've gone two and three days where I don't post any of the episodes, and then I'll post an episode because I don't want to drive anyone crazy. But at the same time, it's I'm entitled to promote whatever I want to promote. I am an adult. You should make you should make a group cover photo for the nightly rant. Yeah, I think I think though that community groups should take the time to teach people things. So like, I'm trying to think of things that could be taught, but like. Maybe a certain city has a procedure for mm, picking up e-waste. And you have to fill out a form. And the form is available on the computer. Well, why not record a little screencast video of, hey, everybody, as a public service, I know a lot of you have asked how to uh, get rid of your e-waste. Well, here I'm going to show you how. You go to this website, which is the city website. Then you click on this link right here. And that's going to show you this page here. Then you click on this link and there's a form. You fill out the form and you submit it. You're going to get a copy in your email and then they're going to get a copy. And within three days, they're going to respond to you and tell you when they're going to come pick up your e-waste. Boom. Save it. Post it. You just helped the community. And if more people would do that with things that they know how to do, imagine how helpful it would be. And, you know, it's kind of inspired by what Susan said in our group. I want our group to be focused on the community members. It should be. I don't want it to be focused on anything else. So you know what? You're out there and you're running a small business and you're struggling because you want to find new customers. Advertise in our group for free. Get yourself in the directory. Nobody nobody takes, a, takes us up on that unless we push them. And it's like, come on. Free advertising people. Our business better be in there. You've seen it better be she i would have to fire you if it, that'd be the second time i fired you whatever second time you don't get after that there is no third time sorry you're fired that's it 
you fire me, your work would get You know what, though? Firing you, firing you got me lots of ratings on this show. Whatever. Do people only like him? Because well, I, I think that I actually think what it is is they don't like me, and so me saying I was firing you, they were like, "Is this a joke?" Which it was, and Obviously. they and they got on there and they were like, "Oh my god!" I mean, that show had the spike in downloads that next day was just funny. I guess when you fire your co-host, people get a little interested. Yeah. So jerk. Anyway, people, it's an end of another great week. You can catch up to us Sunday night, Monday morning on chatting with Mike and Toria, and I actually have an idea for potentially making that a live broadcasted show. We shall see. You're going to let this foul language on live broadcast? Hell yeah, why not? Well, that's brave. Why not? But it'll be I fun. I will conjure up some new curse words just for But I have time. some ideas for that. Um, in any event, chatting with Mike and Toria, imzoo.com. We record them on Sunday nights. We release them on Monday mornings. So have a listen when you can. Subscribe. Help us pay the rent. Help <laughs> us pay the car payment, car insurance bill, all those fun things. Let's be real. You're not doing any of those things. You're buying Yogi extra treats. You know, Yogi is the CEO of Yogi's Podcast Network. He so, is. so get Yogi a greenie bonus. He'd love you forever. All right, my friends. Well, Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Hey, this is Mike, and I just wanted to tell you that if you enjoyed the show, and I truly hope you did, you can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play and not miss a single episode. But if you happened to miss an episode... Uh, and you didn't find it on Google Play or iTunes for some reason, you could go to our website, which is thenightlyrant.wordpress.com.